Frequency Matters, the RF Microwave Update Series. I'm Pat Hindle, and I'm here with my co-host Gary LaRude. In this episode, we're going to continue our coverage of the February satellite and radio communications issue. As a reminder, the cover feature is a dual article. The first article covers dielectric resonator antennas from Rogers Corporation, and the other is a new approach to millimeter wave transceivers for 5G from ED2 Corporation. The Rogers article discusses ultra-efficient wideband multi-layer dielectric resonator antennas and arrays. This design is 8 to 12 gigahertz, but the design technique can be used for anything up into the millimeter wave range. It gives wider bandwidth and higher efficiency than the currently used patch antennas that are used in most cases. The ED2 article describes a polyrod dielectric waveguide antenna array, and it promises to reduce power consumption, design complexity, and cost, so it's a very interesting approach. Gary, what do we have for product features? Well, before I do that, I'll just comment. Um, I'm certainly not an expert in antenna technology, but I keep being impressed by these new antenna materials and configurations that are, that are coming out. So as far as product features, we have a couple in the issue. Uh, first from ANSYS, they've introduced two filter analysis and synthesis tools that uh, reduce the complexity of filter design. The first is called New Hertz Filter Solutions, and it supports lumped element designs and provides a library of supplier components that can be used for quick and accurate prediction of circuit performance. And the second tool is from Synmatrix. It supports the synthesis of arbitrary filter topologies, and it includes computer-aided tuning and optimization, which is quite unique. And the Synmatrix tool is very well suited for complex cavity, waveguide, and ceramic filters, including uh, diplexers and triplexers. Then our second product feature from Sivers Semiconductors They've introduced two transceivers, one for 28 GHz and the other for the 39 GHz FR2 band. And the RFICs integrate two identical transmit and receive chains, providing horizontal and vertical polarization. And each polarization has 16 TR chains, which are then combined and downconverted on chip. And the RFIC also has a low phase noise synthesizer on it as well. The transceivers support two baseband architectures, either an analog IQ interface or an IF frequency that uh, can feed a sub-6 gigahertz transceiver. So those are the product features. Uh, Pat, how about the tech briefs? So for tech briefs, we had three good ones. We had a schematic editor that combines matching network analysis with full-wave results from Remcom. We also had wideband balance to 100 gigahertz from Hyperlabs and a modular anechoic chamber for radar, microwave, and millimeter wave antenna testing from Millimeter Wave Test Solutions. So uh, turning to the news and events, uh, Mobile World Congress is coming up this week, and one thing I'm paying attention to is a subband full duplex that's a feature outlined in 5G Advanced Release 18, and Kumu Networks announced that the industry's first full duplex chip is available and provides self-interference cancellation technology that's required to implement the subband full duplex for 5G infrastructure. And Qualcomm also announced that it's demonstrating their version of the subband full duplex in their booth at Mobile World Congress. So I think this is an interesting area to watch. Yeah. And speaking of Qualcomm, there's also a bunch of demos that they're going to be featuring that they briefed us on. In addition to the subband duplex, they also have a 13 gigahertz, they call it Giga MIMO demonstration. 
They're also doing sub terahertz demonstration at 145 gigahertz, which is a Lens MIMO application. They also have an intelligent millimeter wave technology demo using AI, a 5G millimeter wave mobility application demonstration. They also have advanced millimeter wave spectrum sharing demo, and that uses AI and machine learning that is applied to the controlling of the air interface and high energy efficiency super qualm, they call it, and that's up to 16K carriers. And they also have improved technology based on positioning using 5G. So they have a ton of demos going and they'll also be discussing future technologies like uh, metaverse, IoT, and advanced positioning that uses 5G. So a lot of coverage there and we'll be doing a wrap up on Mobile World Congress. Yeah, it's unfortunate that we can't be there this year because it would be great to see some of these demos, which uh, sound pretty astounding. Back to Sivers Semiconductors, they are now uh, completely integrated with Mixcom. The acquisition was completed within the last couple of weeks. And so uh, Sivers and Mixcom will be demonstrating the combined capabilities of both companies. Uh, they will have millimeter wave RFICs and antenna modules for the FR2 bands from 24 to 39 gigahertz. They also have up and down converters that are optimized for use with the millimeter wave beamformer ICs. And then uh, an area of focus for Sivers originally, transceivers and antenna modules for the 60 gigahertz unlicensed band. And that is uh, increasingly being used for fixed wireless access and also backhaul for FR2 uh, bands and some of the private networks that are being deployed. And we also had a pre-briefing from Ericsson and they covered their 5G portfolio update, which puts a big emphasis on energy efficiency. They have seven new RAN products and solutions that lead their flagship dual band radio 4490 and that consumes 25% less power compared to the current product. They also had an easy to deploy portfolio additions that include compact active passive antennas, high capacity ultra lightweight massive MIMO radios, and software features for energy savings and enhanced 5G performance. They also all are powered by their next generation Ericsson Silicon and the additions will lead to lower footprint 5G sites boosting bandwidth and energy efficiency and user experience. So some interesting products there. And Roden Schwartz will have a big presence at the event uh, covering several areas. They have a compact antenna test range with anechoic chamber uh, that provides multiple angles of arrival signals. And we've covered this in a couple of uh, articles in Microwave Journal. They use this for performing radio resource management conformance tests. And recently, the PCS Type Certification Review Board approved the first conformance test cases for FR2 using two angles of arrival with the Roden-Schwartz test system. So that's significant. They'll also be showing, of course, test systems for 5G, uh, cellular V2X, and ultra-wideband. And then they're teaming with Qualcomm to uh, demonstrate 5G's broadcast and uh, multicast capabilities. They'll be live streaming over the air via 5G, so anyone at Mobile World Congress with a 5G phone can uh, see what that live streaming looks like. And as Pat mentioned, there's much more going on at Mobile World Congress. There'll be a lot of announcements this week, too much for us to cover in a single episode, so we'll include more highlights in our next episode. And that's it for this edition of Frequency Matters. We want to thank our sponsor, RFMW, 
a distributor representing the leading companies in the RF microwave and millimeter wave industry, from semiconductors to interconnects. RFMW has a very deep technical team to help designers identify the best components for a design. So for your next design project, start your search with RFMW. Thanks for joining us today, and please watch for the next episode of Frequency Matters, coming to you in just a couple weeks.